Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> Man, I tried to fight it. You know, you know what? Fuck it. Spears here. Uh, <laughs> I still got chicken residue crumbs. I got hot sauce stains on my shirt, nigga. Uh, tell them they know who you are, nigga. Shit, it's, it's Steinberg. It's Andy Steinberg. Yeah, we drove in from Albany, New York, to uh, Syracuse, to Syracuse, and on the way. There, I, it dawned on me because I've been seeing it all over the fucking internet, and I didn't know till somebody told us this chicken sandwich thing is trending. So I told the limo driver, "Hey, on the two-hour drive into the uh, Syracuse, stop at a Popeyes." And I did not know this is how serious this shit was. It's a good thing we had seven hours to get here. Oh, psh, the fucking line in this motherfucker, like you really thought she was at the DMV. And I was like, are you serious? Because I've been scrolling through Instagram and I'm, I just keep people talking about this fucking sandwich. But I didn't think it was anything like that. And then the one girl in line said, yeah, it's been trending on Twitter. And I think she said something about Popeye's Spike. They sold bazillions of sandwiches. over like 23 million. The, 23 million. And you even took a picture of the sign, an actual sign that was on the wall that said because of the chicken rush. They're only serving it till three. Ten. It's open till three. Open till three. They're, they're staying open, but they're, right. They're, but but they cut niggas off at three. Yeah, three o'clock. That's the last chicken sandwich. Listen, uh, I'm gonna play the actual shit I posted uh, on Instagram on the drive here, just so you guys hear it and it's real time. It's here. I just tasted the new Popeye's chicken sandwich. Waited in the fucking line for a half hour. You thought I was at the goddamn DMV, but. The Negro in me knew it was a call to action. Um, yo, black people, you're not I, you're not going to be disappointed. They, they, they knew what they was doing. Popeyes personally went, we are targeting Negroes. This is official. Niggas from slavery is coming back for this. It's like the Black Panther of chicken sandwiches. It's the Black Panther of chicken sandwiches. <laughs> God damn, I'm getting juice and shit all on my shirt. I gotta go. Love that chicken from Popeyes. And if the shit wasn't good, I was gonna look for that black bitch from Louisiana and punch her in the stomach. Yo, man. This chicken is fucked. That sandwich is delicious, nigga. 
And then you made that funny picture, which go check out uh, on my Instagram, Andy's too. He put a funny picture up where he took a picture of the sign that said they were only serving the chicken sandwich till three. And what was great about it was you could see how long the line is from the counter all the way to the back of the store. And then underneath that is a picture of Chick-fil-A dead empty. And it said, workers, take the fucking day off, the morning off, uh, but be back here by three. It was fucking great, man. Um, and if you read some of the comments, uh, tell them about the comment, man. Dude, the 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 uh, Black Panther comment, which I thought was very funny. Uh, uh, some people didn't find it as funny. As some I black women were upset with Mister Jew, <laughs> Jew boy, and they left me some really good comments. I did like the comments, though. Yeah, uh, go ahead, spit them. I'm opening them up right now. Um, one was uh, well, I, I should do them in order so it makes more sense. It said, uh, one dude did, did say who gave, uh, now I got to open it up because I won't get it right. Let me open it real quick. Uh, Incidentally, I uh, started following this thing on Instagram. I keep calling them memes, but they're not. Whatever you call memes. them. They're memes. They're memes? Yeah. No, when you follow the, the shit like wisdom and mansions and. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what those are. Or whatever those are. There was one about how to improve your podcast. Uh, and one of the things it said was preparation. Yeah, Be well, prepared. that's uh, that's not going to You got to work on this, nigga. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Because we in a gunfight, and uh, niggas has got AKs, Uzis, and shotguns, and you got a musket. Okay, well, well, one of the dudes said, the first one was, uh, who gave homeboy in the front permission to speak? First of all, I was in the back with everybody else. And mm. uh, and it's, uh, and it's someone else wrote, I think that was Andy uh, Comedy, and I wrote back to him that I've well, had... Well, wait, what did the black girl say? I was going to get to that. Oh. That was the next one. And then and then I, I wrote back to him that I've had permission to speak since uh, 1776. Now, so. now, before you go further, I was thinking you were going to save that one till last. Should I save that one till last? Well, you just said it, motherfucker. Let's have Steve Edmund. Nah, fuck that. When you said it. Um, which I thought was a fucking brilliant rebuttal. We're not putting enough attention on what he just said. They said, who gave the white boy permission to speak? Andy said, I've had permission since 1776. Oh! <laughs> Zing! The quarterback is toast! <laughs> That's how you fucking get him, player. Oh, yeah. What else? Incidentally, can anybody tell me what that line is from? The quarterback is toast! It's from a fucking great action movie go ahead are you gonna are you gonna save that for uh a t-shirt what the quarterback is toast yeah no you're not gonna give away a t-shirt someone gets right oh i'm gonna give away something yeah you used to do that i will send you the popeye's chicken sandwich (laughs) the bag no the whole sandwich i'll put it in the mail and ship it to you uh (laughs) and so then the uh the girls the girls response was uh i still haven't tried it i'm annoyed at this point uh, saltine in the back. We didn't need your fucking input. Saltine in the back. The bitch called him a cracker. Which I replied. Uh, I hear that every time I I get picked up for some street ball. I'll take the saltine in the back. Yeah, let me get uh, the nigga with the braids, uh, the light skinned nigga, and uh, I don't want him. Man, who? The motherfucker. Him. <sighs> All right, I'll take the saltine in the back. <laughs> I was trying to quote the actual line from uh, uh, White Man Can't white Jump. White Man Can't yeah. Jump. Get the white boy. Yeah. Uh, and in, in that same thread, somebody said, yo, mayo. At, uh, oh, no, wait a second. Thank you. And it says, stay your mayo ass on the shelf. Stay your mayo ass on the shelf. 
damn black people could be bigoted, can't we? And then I, I had to correct her and let her know that it's a Cholula ass. Because you part Mexican. And I don't really do mayo. Right. Okay. Well, shit. There it is. Um, but that mayo was the right amount of mayo in that chicken sandwich. There was no mayo on that chicken sandwich. There was a sandwich. little change. Yeah, it was a spicy mayo. Was it? Yeah. It was mostly brown. What looked like it had seeds and shit in it. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's a spicy mayo. Yeah. Okay. It's a, oh, oh uh, it's an aioli. Aioli. Okay. That's Whatever what the fuck that, it was. That's what rich people call mayo. It, oh, okay, aioli. Um, and you listen, you don't really need nothing on this motherfucker except, you know, nigga juice, which is hot sauce. Uh, a little bit of nigga juice. It, it had, the spicy one had a little, but it wasn't spicy. Nah, but you got to have hot sauce. I'm just saying it had a little kick to it, but a not much. A little kick, like a baby kick when the baby kicked the stomach. And you go, oh, I feel it kicking to the baby. I'm talking about straight aliens through the chest, nigga. Listen, that's what Tabasco sauce is. I, it's an excellent chicken sandwich. That's, uh, that's bottom line. I don't take anything away from chicken. And it was juicy and tender as a motherfucker. Yeah. I just, I want to know what... Uh, I want to know what Popeye's stance on gays are. Like, if that's a, if, if, if like, Chick Fil A would like to have a gay-free chicken sandwich. Mm. Well, I don't get this this angle here. You know, because for. because uh, Pop uh, Chick Fil A is Jesus related. Is yeah, and they donate ton, tons of money to. Uh, well, it, it's not anti. This is where I'm going to get crossed up here. Um, they donate to uh, platforms that are uh, pro-family. Uh, what they consider no- normal. Uh, so Chick Fil A don't fuck with gays. No, have, they don't. They, they have, of course they haven't publicly tried to say some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they'd be buried. No, they they they've said it's not that they've they've never really said anything. They just donate to a group that's pro family, pro mm-hmm. what is considered American standard family, which is uh, a male and a female family, and they mm-hmm. donate a lot of. It. So gays have done. Uh, they didn't do. Boycott him. They just all went down there and and gayed up uh, Chick Fil A. What you mean gayed up? They all came out in droves to instead of like banning or not going. Not, right. They just came out to to put some gayness. Did they of, buy and eat chicken? Yeah. That's the dumbest shit ever. They just fucked up their own cause. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't even want to ruin my chicken moment with that <laughs> shit. Um... <laughs> I yeah, think it's man. funny, man. No, yeah, listen, uh, it's a great fucking sandwich, and it's funny because one girl wrote me, black chick said, I haven't eaten fast food in five years, That's um, and they, I can't stand Popeye's chicken because I ate one for the first time here in Tacoma, Washington, to which I said, well, sweetie, you can't eat Popeye's in Tacoma. You got to go where the niggas live. Uh, the batter they use in Tacoma is used for drywall. Uh, the batter they use where niggas live has Aretha Franklin's ashes in it. You have to taste the soul. <laughs> I should have said that as Paul Mooney. Well, sweet, first of all, uh, black girl, never eat chicken in Tacoma, Washington. That is where the white folks live. You've got to go where the niggas live. The batter they use in Tacoma is the same batter they use for drywall. The batter where the niggas live has Aretha Franklin's ashes in it. You've got to taste the soul. Why does Paul Mooney do sound like so much better? If, if everything you say, Paul Mooney should be for everything that's not right, and it just sounds right. I'm telling you, I I, I, I know we used to do it early on, but I got to get back to the Paul Mooney, just having comments by Paul Mooney, because uh, I fucking just truly love, because it's just, it's almost like uh, that skit that Key and Peele used to do with Obama, where... Uh, Jordan would play Obama, and then Keegan would play his 
nigga version of what he was his interpreter in yeah. terms of what he wanted to say. You know, that's Paul. Paul, all the and, and you know what you kind you kind of said it in the car, and I went, "Damn, you went why Aretha? Because she just died." So it would have been funny if I had said James Brown, somebody who black who's just mm-hmm. as soulful, but died way long ago. Because to keep it like you know, that's what they put in the batter, is that goddamn James Brown's ashes. That's why when you bite that motherfucker, you go, wow, <laughs> it feels good, nigga. Um, there it is, man. I wish I wish Popeyes was was going could hear us and uh, give a nigga some free chicken. No, that's terrible. No, I take some chicken sandwiches. I said you would. That yeah. don't look good for me. Where are my free nigga sandwiches? I want my free. <laughs> Nigga sandwiches, nigga. For life. Give me my nigga sandwich. All right. They should be a sponsor. They should sponsor. They should. They, they should. So that's that. Um, what else is going on in the world? Hove in the building. JC. JC and Cap, baby. It's catching a lot of flack. Uh, what should you take? Dude, I. I, I... I told you. Did you see Mar- Mar- Marcellus's uh, interview that was on? Uh, no, Dio? no. You never listened to it. I sent it to you. I know you did. I know you did. I, I got caught up in this Popeyes chicken shit. I should have watched <laughs> it on the drive-in. Um, um, I think I, 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 there's a lot of different perspectives. My perspective is is that, uh, and, and you know, I've been a Kaepernick fan and have uh, supported his protest and taking the knee and the whole thing. But now you, but now. What's the action? Okay, see, and this is what I'm confused about. Maybe you could fill me in on this blank. Why are niggas turning on Jay-Z? Like, the that, black niggas I, is mad at him. I, I don't understand that because that's, this is where the action comes in. But, but this is what I'm asking you is, do you know why they're mad at him? Like, what is he doing that supposedly is betrayal? Because, because he's just signing with, because he's getting joining forces with the NFL? Yeah, and he didn't, I guess, because he didn't go to Kaepernick first. But uh, why does he need to go to Kaepernick? He, For what? He doesn't. Uh, Kaepernick made his stand and made his point. Uh, also, there's a, also people who uh, put out that Kaepernick, uh, um, they, they, he settled with the NFL. Kaepernick did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Kaepernick's gotten paid. He might not be playing, but he got paid for what was... And, of course, he'd rather pay than play. I mean, play than pay. Right. Because there's more money in the plan than there is just a payment. But, but he accepted his money from the NFL. Right. And so now... What, what's the action, though? You, you took the knee. You want something from this. Uh, this wasn't from... And let me... I want to make sure I say this correctly because you always give me shit about not saying it correctly. You want action from this. You, you, you just didn't take the knee just to take the knee. You wanted to show what... That there's a societal problem. Right. That's been brought to the forefront. What's the NFL's position in this? How does the NFL get behind this? How does the NFL uh, move forward and, and do something about... The problems that are... I, I don't necessarily know that they will. Um, and I think they have just as much to gain out of Jay-Z as Jay-Z may have to gain out of them. Because, you know, look, let's be honest. You want to quiet a bunch of niggas down, you hire a famous popular nigga to be the front man, and niggas theoretically should calm down. So I'm just wondering, what's well, the dirty tactic by the NFL? Are they using Jay-Z as a means to, hey, let's calm this shit down? Or do they really have the right intentions behind Jay-Z? And this isn't just for show and call, you know, calling a meeting and bringing the cameras in and showing all of this good faith that ultimately, like you just said, what's the action? Because if it doesn't lead to anything, then this was just all for show. 
Um, and here's my thing to the black people that might be mad at Jay-Z. Slow down. Like Andy said, let's see what happens. Because I'll tell you this. If Jay-Z becomes an owner of an NFL team and hires Cap, tell me that's not the most gangster move ever. That is the most gangsterous move. Like, nigga, I remember Jay-Z had that one song, I think, where he's taught him and Memphis Bleak are riding around in a car. And Memphis Bleak, for those of you who don't know, and I'm really talking to the fucking white folks who eat Tacoma's Popeyes. Um, he's basically, you know, Memphis Bleak is under his wing, and he's trying to school him and let him know, you know, hey, man, I like the style. I'm, you know, let's drive around a while. I'm going to show you what, what the world is. And Jay-Z says something about, uh, how do you want better and slay these niggas faithfully? So it's almost like, hey, Cap, they ain't going to let you in. I'm going to do you one better. I'll buy a team, and I'll put you on. If Jay-Z does that, a lot of you niggas is going to owe him an apology. Because y'all so quick to want to put a niggas to the stake and burn them. Let's see what he does. Now, y'all will have every right to be upset if he does all this and keeps his back closed, keeps the door closed and his back turned to cap. Then it'd be like, yo, that's fucked up. But if this man buys a team with the sole intention of putting cap in uniform, Dude, that is a gangster move. You know, I, I see Jay-Z getting the same heat that uh, Michael Jordan gets. In terms of what? How? What's the comparison? The comparison is sometimes just getting the door open is the move. Okay, I see what you're saying, because you, you actually said that before. Yeah, you got to get the door open. Right. Uh, Cap took the knee, brought attention to it, but the door didn't change. Right. Jay-Z can get in the door. Now if the door's open, what, what's the change? Right. And 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 you got to make the changes. You can't. Uh, you can you can shine all the light on it, but if nothing changes, you wasted a lot of light. Right. You know, um, I had sent out an Instagram post mm, probably sometime last week. I don't know if you saw it, where I was talking about when you're working on a new bit. You know, it's like giving birth to a new yeah, child, and you know. And long story short. You know, you hope and you produce a beautiful baby, meaning a hit joke. But then what if this motherfucker's ugly, meaning a bad joke? And it's, it's based on Barack Obama and black people's constant, what has he done for us? Um, and I don't know, I might tell you the joke first, just to see what you think. Because I'm thinking it, it's, it's a little long in terms of wordiness. Uh, and I don't want it to be preachy. But I believe the ending is the payoff, but I don't, I don't know that there's enough of a boom to, uh, to do it the way I want to do it, but it speaks to what you're saying. Um, like one, at one point in the joke towards the end, I go, well, what did you niggas want him to do? Barack, did you personally want him to not go door to door in every black neighborhood and personally pay your rent? And then, Oh shit, Barack, what's happening, baby? Uh, how you doing? I don't have much time. I'm just here to pay your rent. And so, you know, how much is it? Uh, Shit, I don't know. Like fifteen, uh, fifteen. Fuck it, give me fifteen thousand. I uh, tell you what, here's a check for twenty k. Keep the change. Oh shit, you ain't got cash. You know what? Fuck it, I give my cousin the cash. Uh, when by before I go, here's some Popeyes chicken coupons. <laughs> oh shit, thanks, Rock. You all right, man? P- peace. Oh, uh, you got it, nigga. And they dap up and then you know. Uh, but I don't know. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta see what it is. Um, 
Speaking of Michael Jordan, um, Alex Thomas, who I hope when we do Ontario, and uh, was it uh, and first week of September? Uh, first, September? Yeah, first week. Um, funny motherfucking comic. Been on the Jamie Foxx show. Been around. And again, I, I don't know if I mentioned Alex, but Alex knows everybody in the entertainment game. This motherfucker's a historian uh, as far as entertainment relations. And uh, funny fucking dude wrote for the Wayans brothers. Um, he 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 knows all the fucking athletes. He tells me, excuse me, he tells me the story where he goes, Antoine Walker was having his annual golf uh, tournament, and he goes, uh, this and this is this is when Michael Jordan was uh, just retired again from the Wizards. Um, it's a tired Jordan. Yeah, the blasphemous nigga. <laughs> um, so Jordan's at the golf thing. Everybody's at the fucking golf game. Everybody. I mean, a young everybody. Uh, T Mac, Vince Carter, Kobe, Tracy McGrady, fucking Grant Hill. Everybody's there. J- Jason Kidd. So he goes after the game. MJ goes, "Hey, let's go back to my house, shoot some hoops." So everybody goes to Jordan's house, and they're all you know fucking dressed in fucking sweats and shorts and sleeveless shirts and no shirts and and the wife beaters. And he goes, Michael excuses himself for thirty minutes. And he goes, 30 minutes later, Mike comes out, and this nigga is in full Bulls uniform. He's got his actual uniform on when he plays with Chicago. He's got the fucking skin-tight shorts, the, the spandex shorts underneath the shorts. And, and I believe Mike wears uh, his UNC. for He's superstitious. So he wears his UNC spandex shorts underneath the shorts. He's got the fucking forearm sweatband on, the tape on his finger. And this nigga's dressed for like... You know, Chicago Bulls. And Alex leans over to Antoine and goes, why is this nigga got his Bulls uniform on? And Antoine later goes, Mike was like, don't you niggas think that because I'm 45 and I'm retired, I'm still Jordan. So, and all you niggas got my sneakers on. So remember that. (laughs) And that's how competitive that man is. He didn't want them young niggas. And and I got to hand it to him because they always say, the battle is one in the mind first. First, yeah. What a psychology psych out. Well, that's how he played bat. He, he, yes. Yeah. That's how all the great ones, Ali, Tyson, Jordan, the battle, they beat you before the, the, the fight or the game. And for Mike to, dude, I'm telling you, it's a jaw-dropping moment because you're just going, why in his own house is this nigga dressed for and from North Carolina, 6 6 <laughs> But you know that if he was gone for a half an hour, he probably hit the bench a little bit, kind of, kind of get buffed up a little bit, get a little sweat, right, and then put on his stuff, and right. then walked out. That is fucking crazy. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. The mind of a fucking sports maniac, egotistical. The only thing he could have done after that was just wear all six of his rings. Did he probably put them on afterwards? Put what on his rings after the game? He probably came. Went and took a quick shower, put all his rings back on. Right. See good night to everybody. Shook everybody's hand with all his that's, rings on. That's gangster. That's gangster. <laughs> Thanks for coming playing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming all, playing. On all five fingers <laughs> and one extra on the thumb. That's fucking great. Dude. Uh, but that's why, again, and we get into this, people will write in or email, but that's why he was the greatest. Yes. Mentally. Yes. It wasn't about just his physical ability. But let's be honest. The physical ability 
was going to kill you anyway. Yeah. Like, there's this one story I remember. Uh, I forget the name of the guy. I want to say Dan Patrick. He has a show on ESPN, yeah. a little talk show. And he was interviewing. Um, I think he has his own show now. Okay. Yeah. And he was interviewing Byron Scott. And By- Byron Scott was telling this story where he goes, one night, Jordan, you know, one night that Jordan had to play the Lakers, uh, the person, Byron Scott was supposed to be guarding Mike, but he couldn't because he was hurt. So Jordan asked him, hey, who's guarding me tonight? And Byron Scott tells him, whoever it is. And he goes, Michael goes, oh, 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. The arrogance of that motherfucker, but he could back it up. Speaking of basketball, in basketball news, Dwight Howard to the Lakers. Yeah. They got it now. Should they stay healthy? It's a lock. They got it. This will be ring number four for LeBron. But what incarnation is this Dwight Howard? It doesn't matter. If LeBron, if, if, if he's playing with AD and LeBron, it's a lock. It's a fucking lock. He don't have to be the old. He don't have to be Orlando Dwight Howard. He no. can be Dwight Howard of right now. That body, he's still got skills. He might not be as sharp, but he's sharp enough to with those two. Yeah, it's a lock. And, and, and who on the West, seriously, is going to compete with them? Chris Paul's gone. So Houston didn't get stronger. Fucking Golden State's hurt. Popovich's Spurs ain't what they used to be. They're work. They're they're a rebuilding. Portland, nah. Who on the West is going? West is going to beat them. I don't know. I think though uh, the Lakers should have grabbed Alex Len when uh, the the Suns released him. I don't know who that is, dude. He's just this tall dude, about seven foot tall, uh, center, but can run the floor. Runs the floor. I mean, runs. And uh, How many years has he been in the league? He's been with Phoenix the whole time, I think. Well, you will pump Phoenix, too. There is no tomorrow. Dude, no. I'm just saying he was a good player. That they, Phoenix hasn't used any of their players correctly. They have good players. that. Yeah, but I like the fact that at least Dwight Howard is seasoned. No, I, I'm saying I, I think Dwight Howard, I get what you're saying with Dwight Howard. I just think that they should have put him back there, too. I think they would have. He, he would have. Played the game that they want, want to run up and down the court. Right. Played a little quicker. Um, Dwight Howard's going to be – I think Dwight Howard's going to be fine, but I would rather have uh, an 80% Boogie Cousins. That's not a possibility. I mean, listen, listen. That's not a possibility. Yeah, yeah. If you, you know, I took Boogie over because Boogie got what Dwight seems to lack, which is heart uh, and a ghetto heart. Boogie shoots you in, during the game. Um, I like, And, of course, Boogie's toughness. Yeah, um, I think the toughness is really important. Right. But, again – um, you know, Dwight Howard, he, he, to me, you thought he was a leader. He's not. LeBron is a leader. But he's a good follower. He's a good soldier. And I think plus this is a chance for him to redeem himself in L.A. Yeah. From because the- that was a joke. You know, when Kobe tell you you ain't got no heart and you show you ain't got no heart. Yeah, nigga. Yeah. And that was really the end of du- I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah, because look, look, he's he's in the shadows of the greatest centers of all time in L.A. Jabbar, Chamberlain, Shaq, and he didn't live up to that at all. No, and and there was a moment when he thought he was gonna compete against Shaq for being the greatest center. Yeah, that went nowhere. And Shaq used to fuck with him all the time. I'm the original Superman. There's only one Superman. He's not Superman. I'm Superman. I, I don't. I, when Shaq was still playing, you get the Superman tattoo. When yeah. you know Shaq has it, that's like when Jordan's playing, you get a 23 tattoo put on you. 
that's like when Jordan's player. Why are you even wearing the jersey number twenty three? Yeah. Come on, man. We know who that belongs to. Um, dude, and, and listen, man. Um, you know, I, you don't really play video games. No. Uh, and I play. I've been playing NBA Two K since. Uh, That's a great joke that you don't do anymore, by the way. What? That joke where you? Would you, you shit on the? No, where you got all fucked up and uh, you, you go down half court and you're playing the video game. Oh, of the mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I might I might try to fin- finagle that. Um, but as a 2K fan, you know, I loved it when they brought in the classic teams where you could play with the fucking... I've seen that because my son yeah, plays. Yeah, you played Dr. J 76s. You played with fucking uh, Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter Raptors. So they've been doing the legend. They, they, I forget what year it started, but I think it was 2K12. They started bringing in all the Legends teams have, and have been doing it since. I hope to God they didn't do what I think they did. Like, I hope when the new 2K20 comes out, which is next month, they still have the Legends teams, but they haven't mentioned that. But what they have done, now you can play with the WNBA. Stop, trying for the love of fucking God, stop trying to force womanism on manhood. Can we please, as men, have something to our fucking selves? I get it. Young girls want to play ball. It's an inspiration to y'all. Wonderful. Have your own fucking game. Why are you forcing your way into the goddamn cognac and cigar room? This is where we talk about y'all. This is where we talk like Trump. Grab him by the goddamn kitty. Just let men be men. And listen, I know a few broads who like to play the fucking, the, the 2K. They play it. I used to have a lesbian chick named She31 out of Chicago. And she would play me on the game. But she's a lesbian, so, nigga. Yeah, nigga. She, nigga. Dude. Stop it. Stop it. Can men be fucking men? Ladies, we don't always want to want you in our shit. God damn it. And listen, if you a dude and you play with the WNBA on 2K, you got to play with motherfucking wet naps in between your ass crack. In your ass crack. You moist motherfucker. Why would you want to play with the WNBA? Why would you just want to do chest passes, base, basic bounce passes, maybe an occasional around the back? And layups and jump shots. You're going to get what? One dunk? One regular off the fucking one leg, one hand dunk by Brittany Greener? Greener? Greener. Come on, man. There's a reason why guys basketball. Come on. And then, you know, again, let me address this shit to the women who always go, the women should get paid as much as the men. Well, here's, and you, and you don't understand why you don't. Here's what you do. Come out with your own EA Sports WNBA basketball game. Same price as the men, same release date. If your shit don't sell like the men's, that's why you don't get paid as much. Okay, but in, in, in fairness to the women in, in the soccer league, the women... We're act- talking about soccer. But I'm, I am because that's where this, this women's thing has, has really gain momentum is that the women actually make more money than the men's team 
the men make more money. They just want equal pay, right? No, the no. The, the women are more successful than the men. And their team generates more money than the men's So team. then what are they bitching about? Because I thought the bitching was about they didn't get as much money as the no, men. No, 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 no. They're generating. Their team generates more money than the men's team. But the players aren't getting. They're not getting paid for what they generate. But who's, who, who's, who's, who's the deciding factor in that? I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be real honest. I is really, it a man? Is it, is it a man that decides that can, go, that can green light yay or nay on the equal pay? Is it a man? I don't know. But, I, but when it's I see, gotta be. Ain't no way no woman is the fucking commissioner or the captain of that call and is not doing it. But I don't know what that one is. If it is a man, ladies, you know what that means. You gotta blow him. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> blow the commissioner. But when women say that they deserve more pay in basketball, your, your sport hasn't been around long enough. Men, Just, men used to have to have a regular job. And play basketball to, to, to support their family or whatever Listen, they did. Listen, just look. When you watch it on TV, look at the arenas. Have you ever seen an NBA, WNBA game on TV and every seat is taken? Never. You, the, 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 the attendance is not as good. The play is not as good. The popularity is not as strong. And the personalities. I keep saying that. Like, ladies, y'all got to understand. With men's basketball, it's not just the alley-oops that y'all can't do. It's not just the crossovers like Allen Iverson y'all can't do. It's not just the skyhook like Kareem or the Michael Jordan in the post back down, shimmy to the left, shimmy to the right, turn around, fade away. From a physical standpoint, y'all can't do what the men do, which is a major factor. And the second thing is it's the personalities. Charles Barkley, I said this before, is always a funny soundbite. Where is the female version of Charles Barkley? Well, they say they don't get the attention. To oh, fuck that. It, look, if you, if you that, the attention comes to you. I'm not disagreeing with I, you. I, I, don't, I don't believe somebody is purposely going, nah, yo, don't give the women the same shine on camera. If your motherfucking personality warrants it, the camera finds you. Dennis Rodman made the cameras find him. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan's cockiness, Michael Jordan's some of his jokes, some of the some of the some of the shit that these that the players say during the playoffs, during, after the games, when they're commenting on the games in front of the press, fucking bananas. Bananas. Where is the female version of the Gambi Midombo? I want to hear a bitch talk like that. Have you heard Britney Griner speak? You're right. <laughs> Britney Griner. I got to go pee. Where's the urinal? Um, why? I just, I just think it's forcing the WNBA on us. Like, come on, man. We want to play that shit. Miss me with that, man. Yo, if they I, listen, if they do it, if they add it, and still keep the classics, whatever. But if they take off the classic teams in exchange to try to be different, two K, y'all fucked up, man. But it's not that way in every sport, though. Women's sports, some women. Who would you rather go see play tennis, Serena Williams or name a male tennis player? I don't player? like tennis. But who would you go see? Between the, the woman and the man? Yeah. The woman. You hear the noises they make? It's <laughs> 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 the most chauvinistic shit ever. Um, I'll tell you something I did see, and I know there have been some girls that do this. There was some footage of a dude whose girlfriend was upset because he spent more time playing his games than he did with her and the kids. 
This bitch deleted his my player and cut up some of his games. This nigga lost it. Fellas, if you got a girl that does that, can't do that in a relationship. Ladies, don't, don't, you don't understand. Those games aren't just, you see them as games. That shit is therapy for some niggas. That's a hobby. That's a passion. Fellas, if she does that, cut all the heels off of her shoes <laughs> and put her makeup in the oven. Make that bitch learn. Shit. Um, I had a girl that um, we started hanging out mm-hmm. quite a bit. And mm-hmm. uh, one day I came home and I, I noticed something was different in my uh, cabinet. Right. And she had torn all my condoms. She had torn them. So, like, I couldn't use them. So you, she didn't want you to make sure you didn't fuck nobody else. Yeah. So she tore all those up. You should have been like, well, shit, I wanted to go raw anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now I just have no excuse. I have no. Yeah. Um, dude, let's get into uh, back to the movies for a second. Because as far as um, more current events, I don't really have nothing else. Um, I, I got something that I want to ask. Okay. I'm going to. Can we start a segment where I could I could call this uh, "Ask a Black Man"? Yeah, well, that's kind of what they did on the uh, Chappelle show, okay, with Paul Mooney. But you know, fuck it. Okay. Well, I want to ask you this question because okay, there's uh, there's a lot racially going on. Yeah. And I keep hearing in all the news from um, from black men, especially, and I'll, I'll just say DL. DL's one of them. Uh, a lot of uh, different shows, and they keep comparing how black men or black children uh, are treated different than white kids or white men during an arrest. Yeah. And I hear all the time, if that happened, they would have been shot. If that happened, they would have been killed. So here's my question, and it's a very simple question. As of speaking as a black man for yourself, I'm not going to have you speak for the whole community. Mm-hmm. What do you want changed? Do you want white people to be treated like black people? Or do you want black people to be treated like white people? That's a slick question. <laughs> That's a slick fucking question. It's a slick question, but what when, I mean When you is- say white people treated like black people, you mean... Equally get fucked over like we do? Yeah. Or black people treated like white people, meaning properly Like they should be treated. Yeah. But the way it sounds is like... One sounds like if I answer one way, it's a revenge factor. Well, but but um, when, I listen to, uh, when I listen to people talk, it right. sounds more like, like if that was... This person should have been shot. This person should have been... Right. Not... I, and I, I honestly—I don't think they mean literally. I know that they don't mean literally, right. but honestly, well, maybe I, some of them do. Yeah, Mister Mayonnaise, stay your ass <laughs> on the shelf, Mister Saltine in the back. But when I see it, I see it as everybody that they should be treated correctly from the beginning of time. Right. Everybody should. Right. So, but when I see this, I think there's some. I kind of feel like there's a retribution sound to a little bit of this. Where, okay, yes, I think we should all be treated equal. But I'd like to see some white people get fucked up for a change. Yeah, I, I think I think in order for us to be treated equal, white people have it would help if they went through it, so that they understood it. So they uh, that they understood it. Well, and it's interesting because uh, DL has pointed out something uh, right. uh, recently because of the uh, 
the, the teenage shooters that we have now. Right. So very interesting, but I just wanted to ask that question because right. every time I hear this, I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't sound correct to me. And I, right. just, I just wanted, I wanted, I, I got Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's like when people say you don't know what you've had till it's gone. You know, you have a new appreciation for something that you took for granted. And because uh, white folks take so much shit for granted because they don't go through it. Maybe if they went through it, they would understand the value in what we're talking about. And be able to actually recognize it when it's not right. Right. Or be able to recognize why it's not right. right. They see it, but they can't understand why it's not right. Yeah, because they usually make up the, well, if he wouldn't have, or exactly. they didn't. Exactly. So we need a few of, yeah. why well, did we, why did we this happen? Like the lady who's upset that her son was just arrested, the white lady who was upset that her son was arrested for potentially... Uh, being a shooter because he put out, uh, he wrote out that he was going to kill some or, or something right. like. That. So this is the first time that white America gets to see when the treatment is not. Uh, now it's completely uh, reflected on white kids in school because those are the shooters. Right. It's not black kids that are going to school shooting up the rooms. It's white kids. Yeah, always has been. So now this is the first time. White America gets to see it as they're the focus instead of. Well, I don't think that they've ever not. I don't think that they, I don't think that they've ever thought they weren't the focus. Uh, but like always, whenever that shit is brought up, uh, they often go to something else. He was teased. Well, what about black on black crime? It's a mental illness. He was teased. They always divert to some other shit rather than dealing with what it really is. Okay, so. Strategically, we would like it to be equal for everybody. Yes, but we need to see some white people go through some shit so that they understand. Yeah. It. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, see them suffer a little bit. So what do you got? Uh, let's jump into to back to the movies. Um, CNN's movies, two thousands. You want to start that now? Yes. Why not? Okay. Listen, dude. Trust me. I know you probably trust me. And and you and, know, I thought you wanted to do some emails. That's why. That's another podcast. All right. Trust me, dude, we got 20 minutes left, literally. And between these movies and the black and white ones, we're not even going to have enough time. So uh, believe in me, nigga. I got it. All right. Um, Ocean's Eleven. Uh, the antithesis. 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 How you say that? The antithesis. Now I can't even say it. Yeah, I don't even believe you could say it to begin antithesis. with. Antithesis. I can't say yeah, it. Yeah, anyway. Uh what a cool fucking movie. I didn't know until I watched the CNN thing. They said that, did you know that all the dudes who, who in Ocean's Eleven are in it because Clooney put them yeah. in it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, he went to get him. He said he wanted all his friends in it. God damn. And then still talked uh, everyone else to take a, they had to take pay cuts because they couldn't, they couldn't make that movie with everybody getting paid. Of course not. But, but there's certain things you understand you have to take a pay cut for. Right. And what a cool, what a cool fucking movie! But like Sandler does that with his. With well, his listen, I mentioned that on the clip in Atlanta when I was talking about how niggas don't look out for each other like that. You know, uh, yeah, Sandler does it all the time. But isn't Kevin Hart putting people in? Like we said this in Atlanta too. And is Kevin Hart not putting people in his? Is he? I don't know. I think motherfuckers is is, is like I said when I auditioned for night school. Spank Horton auditioned, and that's one of the Plastic Cup boys, Will Spank Horton. That's one of his, man, his boys, his writer. He auditioned. He wasn't in the movie. 
Well, but didn't he come? Didn't he come get uh, Tiffany Haddish? No, I, no. I th- Tiffany was was popular enough to where I believe they offered her the role. She didn't. I don't believe she auditioned for that. Oh, so, but you don't think it had anything to do with Kevin? But, I'm not saying it did or it didn't. I'm, I was. Just, I mean, look, it's his movie, so he has the final say. But why not get the hottest chicken okay, comedy? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be crazy for him to turn her down. There's nobody hotter than her. Um, but yeah, what a cool fucking movie, man. Um, Dude, I did like the movie. It, 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 it's really well. That's a remake, though, too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, unless you were from that era, Sinatra, Dean, and Sammy, yeah. um, there's no reason why you would say the first one is better than the remake. No, not at all. No. Um, and that's, again, that's one of those dream actor's jobs. Like I said, fantasy-wise, if I could do movies the way I want, to shoot in New York, in the city, and fucking Vegas. Like, how do you, how do you even, I would be curious, how do you even do that where a, a place like Vegas that doesn't sleep, that's nonstop, they would have to shoot that in the wee hours of the morning when there's hardly anybody in the casinos. And if, you know, cause, or build, the, or build a, a set. You think they built a set? They might have had to. Like, how much money would it take to shut down a part of the casino to shoot? That would be insane. Or they're building a casino. Well, they could do that, too. Or they could go to Atlantic City because they have some... Don't there isn't some casinos in Atlantic City that aren't open right now? To duplicate Vegas? Yeah. They can make it look like Vegas inside. That could be. Yeah, that could be. Dude, if you were going to shoot a movie, someone gave you the money, you have a movie, right. you're starring... You got to pick four ensemble co-workers to work with. Yeah, uh, I'm not included in this because right. we want the movie to be successful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> name, name your four. Name four. Who are you going to call? You're going to get your boys now. Who For a comedy? Call? Yeah, it's a comedy. It's a serious comedy. A serious comedy. You know. Oh well, shit. Dave Chappelle. Um, if he was alive, of course, Patrice, but he's not. You said four. Yeah, four. You got to have. Dave Chappelle. You can put you can put a woman in this too. Nope. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, Dion Cole. Uh, motherfucker. I want to say Tommy Davidson. Okay. Uh, fuck, that's a hard one because I'm you know. Maybe Mike Epps. Like for balls to wall comedy? Yeah. D- Dave, Dion Cole, Godfrey, and I guess Tommy Davidson. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the post I sent out about um, the, the list of comedians? Uh-uh. Um, shit, it might be impossible. Possible. Possible. For me to find this motherfucker now because my shit is now flooded with this Popeye shit. Um, shit, I don't even know if I can find this motherfucker. But yeah, there was a list of uh, I forget, I think twelve comedians, and I asked people. I said, if you had to put a oh, world, oh, I did see that. If you had to put a world tour together with just these three, who would you pick? And it was funny because I picked the same. I picked uh, Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you can pick it any different than that. Listen, a lot of people pick Bernie, a lot of people pick Cat, some Mike Epps, uh, but a lot of people were saying, yo, dog, why are you not on this list? 
And I was like, nigga, why? There was a lot of people that should have been on that list that right. wasn't. Right. Godfrey, Deion Cole, uh, respectable nods to Damon Wayans, Sinbad, um, Tommy Davidson. Um, and, and it was weird because I don't want to shit on nobody, but again, because we know comedy is subjective. Well, somebody had wrote uh, Sinbad, Byron Allen, and um, I forget who else they s- said. And I said, nigga, that is funny for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Byron Allen won when he got... Uh... Hey, listen, Byron Allen has my respect. That motherfucker's worth almost half a billion dollars. Yeah. Nigga bought the Weather Channel. See, Jews no longer control the weather. Huh? Jews don't no longer control the weather. Niggas do. <laughs> Well, that's Byron Allen, so it might not be a, a nigga thought it, but hey, that's a white t- man is still yeah, in control. I cannot speak on this. That You're going to have to handle that yourself right there. All right, look. Uh, come on. Let's keep going. Um, Did you ever see that Hollywood reported the 40 most popular, the most, uh, how do they say it, 40 most influential people in comedy? Um, no, I th- probably did. Yo, real quick, uh, 2000s movies. I have to say this, and I think I said this on the podcast before. Um and be honest with me. Uh, what are you looking for? I was just looking. All right. Um, I'm with you. And I, and I think people are going to get mad at me for saying this. Maybe I'm crazy. One of the most overrated comedies to me, Anchorman. I don't get why that movie. How many times have you seen it? I, I, you know what? Once was enough. No, it's not. I saw it. I saw Anchorman one first. Then two seconds. Oh, two is not. And, no, and, and, you shouldn't and, have seen two. Well, listen, I, I saw two to just go. Maybe I'm missing something, dude. What am I missing? Why? What am I missing? I don't get why this movie is hailed as a funny Will Ferrell, one of his best movies. See it again. I promise you. I didn't like it the first time either. I watched it. I thought it was humorous, but I didn't find it funny. And then I watched it the second time, and it was funnier. The third time. Way funnier. There's so many. If you gotta watch something that many times, no, it's because it's not obvious. It's all these like little you got, and you got to pay attention to it. There's all these little details in the movie that make it funny, and it's one of the most quotable movies. I just don't get it. Like, 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 I get the whole I'm the news guy or the stiffy, but that character didn't. I don't know. It, it, yeah, but and, and the male chauvinist part of it was very funny. That you probably don't even see I, it. That part, I, I, I <laughs> well, no. Listen, the one dude who's in all those comedies with the bald head, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the hair uh, on the yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. his name. I, I thought a lot. Paul Rudd. I thought those guys. Steve, well, Steve's Carell character to me got a little silly, and it was obvious what yeah. it was. But it was like I like Lamp. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's just dude. And Will Ferrell's there to play all that, so it plays off of him, right? Dude, it, it, it's it's a dumb it's a dumb movie, but it's a funny dumb movie. Listen, um, you can't go into expecting to get anything out of it. Dumb and Dumber was a dumb movie, hilarious, hilarious. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I, and I was watching it, and I don't. I think this is '90s though, but I was watching it yesterday in the hotel before we did the show. I'm gonna tell you what what one of Jim Carrey's. Funniest movies of all time to me is. Before I say it, what do you what do you think about what do you think is Jim Carrey's best movie to you? Funny. What what funny? is your go to if you have to pick a Jim Carrey movie? Dude, just straight up funny. Funny. Ace Ventura: Pet Detective because he didn't have any limitations. He was able to do whatever he wanted on that. Right. For me, Cable Guy. 
cable guy was dark cable funny, guy. but genius, dude. And you talk about straight man, funny man. Yeah, Matthew Broderick as the straight dude couldn't have been more perfect. No, and the way him and Jim played off each other, some of, some of the biggest laughs are from Matthew as the straight man. Right. Jim Carrey, dude, I'm telling you, it's one of those where you just go, he was born for this. Like, this was his calling. Yeah. The way you watch Dave Chappelle do stand-up and go, it's who he is. Jim Carrey, dude, on camera, fills a screen. And, and he just, he, the comedic choices he makes, like when he's in, in, the, in the thing where he frames Matthew Broderick and he goes to uh, see him as his lawyer. And he puts his hand up on the glass. You need human contact. And the faces he makes, and then when he goes to unbutton his shirt to put his nipple up against the glass, the whole time he's unbuttoning it, just the way he's, the posture and the stare, like that motherfucker, man, some of the choices he makes but are you know, that's phenomenal. From, that's from a movie, though. That's from an, an old 70s movie. Uh, Where he actually... Put his nipple on the glass. It's, it's, and a, all gr- that? it's a girl. It's a girl visiting her. Oh, okay. Her boyfriend and he, she. Right, 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 right. Because he oh, has, really? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's about a dude who goes to Turkey and he's bringing back drugs and he right. gets caught. Um, it's a comedy. No, it's not a comedy. He just he took that from that scene to put it into oh, there. Okay. Dude, Carrie is he's he actually is a genius. Jesus, dude. When you, did you ever see the MTV Movie Awards when he went up uh, as? Uh, Jim, uh, Jim Morrison. Vaguely. I, I, I know he did it, but I don't remember. I it. didn't get it at the time. I really right. didn't. But he went up there, and if you really watch it, he went up there in full Jim Morrison in his head and accepted that the award as Jim Morrison. Right. And he is just, once he commits to something, yeah. he's 100% committed. And listen, some people might find him a bit over the top. No, no, no. I'm talking on a serious note preachy or uh, too dramatic because, you know, you see him a lot on social media mm-hmm. talking about depression and, and, you know, changing the world and uplifting things, which I think is great. But I was listening to something uh, on the uh, driving from the airport when I got to Albany at three in the morning. And he said he was basically talking about fear and not letting it get in the way. And he said something to the extent of, you make decisions based off fear, which is disguised as practicality. Yeah. That's fucking deep. Like, if, if you, when you go to someone and go, hey, I want to be this. I want to be a comedian. I want to be a singer. I want to I live my dream. And people go, ah, you should get a nine to five. You got to be practical. Nah, I don't do that. It's, you have a backup plan, a plan B. You got to be practical. What if you fail? Practical. Fear disguised as practicality i never saw it like that did you ever hear him uh the he gave a a commencement speech to uh or the the is it called commencement yeah it's commencement speech for a a college yeah and he talked about how um his dad was the funniest person that he knew and he wanted to be a comedian i saw that and that he but he worked for the he had a family and he did all the stuff for his family and he and uh then his dad eventually got fired and that they were homeless and right and he said, so why not go and pursue your dreams? Because you can, if you pursue your dreams and you end up homeless, at least you pursue your dreams. But if you end up homeless doing the safe thing, right. what difference does it make? 
You, right. you, but either way, you ended up homeless. But one, you worked your whole life to not do what you wanted to do. Right. And the other one you did. There was a, there was a, a point in my life when uh, I was working at a restaurant. Um, and I was actually like the day manager and the server. And I was making really good money. Yeah. And I was doing comedy. And I got to the point where I realized that the money was keeping me from really going after doing comedy. Uh-huh. And, I, and I quit that job and I took a job that I hated. And I love the people that I work for, but I hate, it. I hate driving. And I took a job driving. Yeah. I, had, I had to deliver coffee. I delivered whole coffee beans to places. Yeah. And it's something I hate driving. And I did it because I knew that if I took that job, that I'd work twice as hard, ten times as hard, to get booked and to get more comedy gigs than the safety of that other job where I was doing comedy and I was fitting comedy in and making money. Right. And I knew that that wasn't giving me that, that motivation that I needed. So right. I, and six months later, I was able to get rid of that other job. And then I was able to book enough that I was able to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, Pursue your shit, man. You got to. You know, Will Smith said, you know, you don't need a plan B because plan B distracts from plan A. Yeah. You know what I mean? And listen... Plan B will come up no matter what. I may never have been as poignant and and articulating it, but I've always believed that. You know, when I moved out to uh, California when I was 17 years old and I went to go live with my aunt uh, Joanne, who lived in the heart of South Central. And she was living in a house. What year? uh, 93. So when it was South Central. When it was South Central. Um, and she was living with an old lady who owned a house named Gami. And all she had was, and it was, and it was my Aunt Joanne and her daughter, uh, Jasmine, not, uh, J- Janelle. And they just rented a room. So I rented the other room. And, uh, dude, I used to have to take the bus from the hood in South Central all the way up to Sunset Boulevard, which was a long hike. Then where you got off, Take another bus from Sunset to the comedy store until I eventually made enough money to get a car. And it was scary because I'm 17. I don't know nobody. I ain't got no car. I really don't have a home. I'm in the hood. I could have failed, clearly. But I was like, yo, I just did Def Jam. Russell Simmons wanted to manage me. Norm Nixon flew me out to meet me. So I, if there was a little bit of safety, but there's no guarantee here, I went, fuck. I, my mind went, Norm Nixon's married to Debbie Allen. Debbie Allen produces a different world. She's part of that NBC TV. Fuck it. What's, let's see what happens. I'm trying to be a star anyway. So worst case scenario, if the shit hits the fan, I move back to my mama's house. But fuck that. My mama still is whooping my ass like I'm seven. Nah, I'm out, yo. Been out in L.A. now. It's 2020 almost. So fuck a plan B, man. Go for your dreams, man. Uh, I want to hit some shit real quick about this Oscar thing. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, about the 2000s. You know, in 2000, um, remember... And I, I want to ask you this question. I have certainly because it's racial and I have an answer, obviously, but I want to get your opinion. And remember in 2000, it was a historic night for the Oscars because Denzel won right. for training day. Halle Berry made history. First black woman to ever win an Oscar. And Sidney Poitier. And Sidney Poitier. And Denzel goes, um, 
You know, my whole career I've been chasing Sydney. And now here they do, they give it what they do, they give it to me on the same night as him. Audience laughed. And even the white guy was like, oh, Halle Berry made history. Now remember, before that, niggas was bitching. Black people, no diversity. We're not getting the awards. We're not getting what we deserve. Hollywood is so racist and so white. And listen, it's one, it's, it's, these white folks are slick, nigga. They know how to be <laughs> slick. And I'm only saying it because you go, they put us in a weird position. What you gonna do, bitch? You gonna be upset? Hallie just made history. Denzel got one. Sydney was honored. One of the greatest black actors of all time. Matter of fact, was the he was the Denzel before Denzel. Come on, black people. You can't be mad at that. But there's a little bit of slickness to this. You go, when they threw us a bone. They went, oh my God, these niggas. It felt like, oh, these niggas are complaining. How do we shut them up? Honor all three. And let's be real. I'm not trying to shit on Halle Berry. But did she really deserve that? Let me, and here's what I'm getting at. It brings me back to the Jadakiss quote in the, in the song, Why? Why Halle had to let a white man pop her to get an Oscar? Why Denzel had to be crooked before he took it? Like, I'm not saying Halle Berry's not a good actress. But for Monsters Ball... And, and, and there's always been that thing in the Oscars where they go, the great actors never get them when they're supposed to. Yeah. Pacino was supposed to get one for Scarf, not Scarface, for Godfather. Son of a woman, great. But better than Godfather? Not nah. Close. Denzel was supposed to get it for Malcolm X. Training Day? Good movie. Malcolm X? It's an epic. And Leonardo DiCaprio still ain't got one. And when he gets it, it'll probably be for some shit. Where you go, over what's eating Gilbert Great? Over basketball diaries? Revenant is awesome. Over Revenant? Um, and you know, she deserved that. That felt like a bone toss. Dude, do you think... Here you niggas go. Shut up. Do you think you could act like you wanted Billy Bob Thornton in you? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been one of the greatest pieces of acting ever. I hear you. <laughs> but do you think they just threw him a bone? Because the timing of that is so suspicious to me. Denzel. And I'm like, Denzel, Sydney, and Hallie. What, you going to complain, Negroes? You going to bitch at that? So it's like we're forced to shut up because we can't bitch at that. Hallie made history. Denzel deserved it. Long overdue. And Sydney Poitier, you got to pay homage to one of the greatest. All in one night, though. Shut up, niggas. We gave it to you now. Shut up. It, it, it feels... It feels very conspiratorial. That's God damn, you said that smoothly, but you couldn't say antithesis. The antithesis. And I'm still sounding like the Mike antithesis. Tyson. Antithesis. The antithesis. Um, so, yeah, you thought, you know, did that feel authentic? Okay. Let, 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 uh, let's break it down a different way then. Here's that slick white No, no, no. Was, was it deserved? Did they all deserve an Oscar? Because of who they are? No, well, no, no. I'm, be, I'm a, because of their overall work and achievement. I'm a, and this is what I'm going to say again. I got to take Hallie out of that. 
Now, if you're talking about Denzel and Sydney, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not saying Hallie's just a pretty face. You know, she's got chops because I'm going to tell you what she really should have got the Oscar for. The junkie in Jungle Fever. It was such a small role. I know, but damn. But, okay, who was she up against? Do you remember? I don't even I don't remember. Even, yeah. I, I'd have to look it up. Yeah. It, it, the only other way I can look at it is it, it was deserved. It was deserved. Whether it was, whether it was, whether it was put together to, to make a to, – to, I don't want to say make a point because that's, that, that's not the right way to put it, but to, uh, to make a stand to say, yes, black people have gotten awards. Mm-hmm. And it does feel that way. Right. But it was deserved. Was it? That's my question. I think it was. Was deserved. it? You know, I'd have to go look back who on who Holly Berry was up against. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely say Denzel's deserved an award for a while. Do you do you remember who the first black woman <clears throat> was to ever receive an award? Mm-mm. Hattie McDaniel from Gone with the Wind. She played the maid. maid. And she eventually got her own show called Beulah, playing a maid. Here's what I didn't know until I watched the CNN, the golden years, the beginning of movies. Do you know that when she went to the Oscars, they would not let her sit with the rest of the cast? I believe it. Do you know where they made her sit? In the kitchen? In the kitchen. And then when she came out, of course, someone white wrote her speech because no black person would ever say, I'm a credit to my race. And her quote later on was, I would rather make 10000 playing a maid than $10 being one. Now, I ain't mad at that, given the times. That's all they gave us. You niggas took what we gave you. You didn't ask questions. Um, that was that era. Um, listen, I ain't mad at that. And at that time, $10,000, that a lot of money. Uh, give me the movie quote from where that's from, you movie buffs. $10 a lot of money. <laughs> and I'll give you a hint. One of the people that I just named who got the award that night of the trio was in it. You know? No. Come on, dude. I, I just gave you the most major clue ever. I know, but I don't know who I don't know what the movie is. But you know who the guy is? Well, it has to be Denzel then, doesn't it? And you don't know what that movie is? $10 a lot of money. All right. Anyway, we'll, I'm sure you'll write in. Um so for 10 grand, dude, yeah, I'm not mad at that, and, and better than $10 being one. But could she have done anything to, like, do you think they would have said, we won't give you the award if she refused to sit in the kitchen? Like, I understand your position as far as being in the movie, but at what point do you let your dignity kick back in? Dude, uh, well, again, and I hate to say this, sometimes you have to get in the, sometimes you have to get in the room. So you think by being in the room, she, set, she took the hit. For to break, Hallie to be able to, to break the door, but it, right. it doesn't take. The truth is, when you, you know, I, I we get in so much heat for these podcasts where we make it this racial, but it shouldn't have taken this long. Well, don't do that. We do, we do get heat, but we also do what we're supposed to do. Okay, it shouldn't have taken that long. She took the hit, but it. How it, you know? Okay, boom. Now we let's go back to to Hallie. So, do you think that Halle Berry? Deserved it over Angela Bassett for what's love got to do with it? No, but 
who had more movie time put in. That yeah, because matter. that's how you you said it earlier. That's how this Oscar shit works. You don't always get it for what you deserve it for. Okay, Angela may not have starred in as many movies as Halle Berry because Halle Berry's the bigger star. But Angela's had her fair share of movies. Yes. But without a without question, that year, come on, man. If y'all want to make history, make it at the right time. And and, and and to be honest with you, well, I can't say Viola Davis because I don't think Viola Davis really, I don't know how long she's been around, but I, I don't think she really hit her stride until she made the TV show. Is it how to, way to get it, how to get it, how to get away with murder? Um, but Alfre Woodard, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, it, it felt like a, it felt like a, here you go, you guys. That's all I'm saying. And again, you, you, you're forced into a precarious situation because you can't complain, but you're also going, you know, are y'all being slick? So I don't know. There's a, there's an, well, it's just going to sound dumb anyway. Never mind. Um, and here's some more, like, you know, uh, since they were, you know, since they were on, uh, and I was, I was, I was thinking too, as I'm looking at the, the CNN golden years, I already knew it ain't going to be, he ain't showing a whole lot of us. Because <laughs> again, Sydney was the guy. But then I forgot, you know, there was the Nicholas brothers, uh, the two brothers who did the, you know, who, who was phenomenal tap dancers and dancers, period. And, you know, there was an era of movies that, you know, black movies at that time. But look, if they made a, a book about the golden era of movies and it was a picture book, the nigga section is two pages. Because uh, that's when Hollywood really didn't want us to be involved. And well, when we were involved, we knew what we were. What did Lewis Gossett Jr. get an award for? The officer and gentleman. gentleman. Yeah. But then he couldn't work after that. Well, he could, but he didn't get the kind of work he should have. Same as Cuba Gooden Jr., yeah. Since that nigga won the Oscar, and you'd have thought jumping in the air and clicking your heels would be a good thing. I'm being sarcastic. A uh, lot of black people went. That thing, that's when Paul Mooney came up with Cuba Cooning Jr., he would call him. That nigga, Cuba Cooning Jr., won that goddamn award, jumped up in the air and clicked his goddamn heels like Bojangles. Nigga, please. Yeah, that was doing too much. Uh, but hey, he did Snow Dogs. <laughs> um, Dude, you know who never got an award for anything? I don't. Well, I shouldn't say he didn't, but Gregory Hines. Mm, I don't know that Gregory Hines did anything that was. He was in Cotton Club, which was a great movie. Yeah. Um, he was in that uh, movie with Barishnikov back in the eighties. The ballet movie. Yeah. Yeah. He was great in that. Right. Um, <laughs> and you know what? It's funny because. Like everything else that evolves, um, but those movies back then, and I and, and In Living Color did one of the most memorable, brilliant sketches of all time. Remember when Kelly Cofield, the white girl, used to do the sketch where she was the only character in black and white, and everybody else yeah, was yeah, in yeah, color. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stopped here, here. I tell you, Stan. No, Stan, stay. I say, I say. Like motherfuckers really used to act like that back then. That was great acting. No, but that's that's. I tell you, girl, you're you're just too you're just too crazy. I I can't be with you. I say, like that shit was insane. <laughs> Those were the glorious years when white folks were 
at their best, everything was white from the teeth to the socks. It was pure. Negroes didn't count unless they brought you something white to drink. Even the milk was whiter than white. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't even off-white. It, was it wasn't even off-white. It was white. It was real white. Ah, oh, what a glorious age. Ah, uh, matter of fact, excuse me. Niggas, I'm hungry and thirsty. Bring me some cookies and milk. And remember, put white gloves on. I don't want those chocolate Tootsie Pops touching my milk. Yes. <laughs> Dude, there's a black actor. Do you, do you have a favorite black actor then? From then? No, I'm just a favorite black actor right now. Denzel. Denzel? Denzel, the baddest motherfucker ever. Okay, but other than the obvious. What do you mean the obvious? Give, give me another name of a black actor then. Besides yourself. I wouldn't put myself in that. Um, God, who moves me? Who you think has done great roles, great work? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, okay. Yeah, Morgan's a fucking... Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Right, Jeffrey Wright. If that dude doesn't win an award someday... Yeah, but he, he's never done anything where... He does character. He plays the greatest yeah. characters. Uh, yeah, yeah. He played Basquiat, which obviously that's my, my thing right there. That sounds like some shit you eat with coffee. Yeah, he's the greatest artist. Uh, he played, uh, he, he played uh, uh, Martin Luther King. Wait a minute. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright. You're right. You know who I'm thinking of? The guy that played Martin Luther King in Selma. He's yeah, got no, that African yeah, name. Different, different dude. Yeah. Um, no, Jeffrey Wright is strong. Dude, he's a great actor. He was, he's in that series. There's a series that's, dude, he's just one of those people. Like, I didn't know who he was. I had to look him up. I started right. following him on uh, Instagram. That dude is an actor. Like that is a, that's not, that's not a famous person. He's right. a fucking actor. I'm going to tell you, I mean, you know, he hasn't been what he was since coming out of prison, but I'm going to tell you who's a solid actor, man. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Sugar Hill. That movie, Sugar, was it Sugar Hill? Yeah, Sugar Hill. Dude, he was Blade. That's all he had to do. What do you mean? He was Blade. Well, I mean, but the Blade but, wasn't but, acting. No, yeah, but, yeah. but it was, he was so good. No, no, I know. I know. But like, and that was before the Marvel Universe. Right. He was great. Right. Um, like Water for Chocolate. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Snipes was a solid motherfucker. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed him, man. Rising Sun with him and Sean Connery. When the guy goes, get in my car. Wrong, 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 brother. Wrong fucking century. And he can play anything. And martial artist. Yeah, Wesley was a bad boy. Okay. Um, we'll leave it there. We will leave it there. Next week, we'll tell you what white people should get Hey, listen, award. real quick, man. Um, there's, a, <laughs> there's this fucking... <laughs> there's this sign in your hotel. It says, stop exploitation. Stop human trafficking. And then there's an 888 number. Call the National Human Trafficking Hotline for free and confidential help in 170 languages. Let's see something. <laughs> oh. I hope we still have a show tonight. <laughs> you have reached the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Para Español, por favor, oprima uno. We operate under the federal definition of trafficking and are able to help adults and minors who have been forced. Let me not do this. Because <laughs> I, if I listen, if I had a, if I had a burner phone, I would do it. Uh, but that's my personal cell phone, and I don't want them to track my shit. And I'm getting some sleep, and 
<laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. Spears. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to call and then when they answer, go, yeah, listen, uh, I'm horny. Can you send a bitch over here? <laughs> All right. Um, that's it. Uh, y'all know the deal. Uh, wh- wh- where are we next week? We're in, uh, we're in Connecticut, in Bridgeport. Oh, no, but this is this gonna this ain't gonna. Oh wait wait wait, you're right. Sorry, we're in Ontario. Okay, this is gonna come out when we're in Bridgeport. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so uh, yeah, we'll see you, kitties, uh, in the future. In Ontario, though, come on out. Uh, Ontario's gonna be good. That's one of my favorite places in California. Yeah, it really is. Again, that's one of those energy lifters. If you've come from a horrible place uh, prior to that, um, I'm gonna try to bring True with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like Ontario. Uh, so there we go, baby. Y'all know what it is. Uh, love y'all. Thank you for the support as always. And uh, I think the next podcast, we're going to just read some emails. All right. Tell yeah. a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, uh, cameo, uh, Patreon, and uh, you got it. Love y'all. I'm out. Can you feel it, baby?